Today's scripture portion for meditation is taken from Gospel of Matthew chapter 8 verse 23 to 27. It's titled Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, "Lord, save us. We are going to drown." He replied, "You of little faith, why are you so afraid?" Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, "What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him." We've been going through the series on Jesus miracles the past 3 uh, weeks today is the last message on this uh, theme i'm going to title this theme as have you ever been on the boat it's very interesting have you ever been on the boat before we go into the message i would like to ask you two questions uh, you don't have to answer it but you have to answer it within yourself Question number one: Have you ever come across storms in your life, a crisis situation? I repeat: I have you ever come across storms in your life? The second question: Can you think of one person who helped you during that time, during that storm? You can think about it and keep it to yourself. I'm going to come back to it later. I read this uh, story on the internet uh, some time ago. This happened on 31st January 2022. United Airlines flight number 997 took off from Accra, Ghana, which is on the western Africa. It is to go to Washington DC. The expected arrival time at the Washington DC was 6:30 a.m. it's about 11 hours flight the flight took off very smoothly the pilot announced it's going to be a very smooth flight over north atlantic ocean the weather is clear he requested everybody to sit back and relax so being the night flight everybody went off to sleep very peacefully after their meal suddenly there was some noise at the back of the plane and the hostesses were seen running up and down the pilot came on the public address system asking if there is any doctor among the passengers soon it came to know that one lady who was in advanced pregnancy went into labor and her condition was getting a bit serious very serious there was panic among the passengers luckily there was one gynecologist was traveling who was one among the passengers rushed to the woman and helped in the delivery successfully the, the plane landed safely at the washington dc with an additional passenger which is a very new born baby what a relief that would have been for the woman and their family and also for all the co-passengers that was like a storm luckily the doctor came as a savior now coming back to the question 
most of us have answered yes to those questions as almost all of us went through some kind of storms at some point of our life these are the moments when one feels helpless not knowing what to do we all know covid-19 period was one such period and all of us went through it there were times of uncertainties many people whom we know have passed away during this pandemic there was panic and fear all around the scripture portion read to us point towards a similar situation the situation was very serious we have heard this story many times right from our sunday school days this was one of my favorite stories when i was in a small boy in sunday school and i'm sure many of you have heard a lot of sermons preached on this topic on this miracle of jesus christ we have heard it today i'm going to talk about four simple principles based on the scripture portion four simple principles that we will be take back with us when we finish this message number 1 jesus followers are not immune to storms in life jesus followers are not immune to storms in life verse 23 and 24 says then he got into boat and his disciples followed him suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat it happened in the sea of galilee the earlier verses suggest that jesus christ had a very busy day doing ministry and performing many miracles if you look at uh, the chapter 8 right from the beginning you know uh, jesus christ is going around and preaching and also performing a lot of miracles he healed a man with leprosy and also he healed the centurion's uh, servant and also he healed many and uh, i believe all these events are happening back to back uh, because verse 18 says when jesus saw the crowd around him he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake so it's happening on the same day when he saw the crowd getting bigger and bigger he wanted to cross to the other side of the lake the sea of galilee is not a sea it's a big lake it's about 13 miles long and 6 to 7 miles wide and it is surrounded by the hills the water level of the sea of galilee is below normal sea level because of this there are sudden violent storm occurs in the region which puts life into danger because of this typical nature of this lake the level is low it creates atmospheric pressure and also the wind which escapes through the mountains creates a funnel kind of a structure and the storms occur all of a sudden this is the natural phenomena happens in that area if you notice many of the jesus followers were fishermen they have had enough experience in fishing the sea water boats fishing are all part of their li- daily life they can even save themselves in the event of any shipwreck or any such calamity they can swim across to safety in case of any trouble but here the storm was very furious the boat was shaking violently going up and down it's a very scary situation even for the fish experienced fishermen have you taken a ride on the boat 
in the sea. Even in the calm seas, the boat tosses up and down because the waves nearer the shore tosses the boat. You know, if you if you take in the right, you will know what I am talking about. So Jesus and his disciples were on this boat. So roughly there were about 13 people plus on the boat, which suggests the boat is a very big boat, a fishing boat probably. When the storm occurred, everyone in the boat were surprised. And also the experienced fishermen, they might have used all their skills to steer the boat to safety through the rising waves, but the situation was getting out of control. That was the time they thought about Jesus. Verse 24 says, Jesus was sleeping. This is the only mention about Jesus sleeping in the whole New Testament. I would like to ask, why was Jesus sleeping? Probably he is very tired as the day was too hectic for him. So when the night came, he was very tired. As a God, uh, does he go to sleep? This is a question we all might ask. You know, Jesus Christ is both human and God. The sleeping nature of uh, Jesus shows his hum humanity. Here, at this point of time, I am going to ask you another question to you all. Your, did Jesus have prior knowledge about the storm? Did Jesus have prior knowledge about the storm? Some of you say yes, some of you say no because he is a man. Some of you say yes because he is all-knowing God. He surely knew that the storm was going to hit that night. But nevertheless, knowing this, he not only goes on in the boat, he allows his disciples also to travel with him. However, when the storm came, Jesus was found sleeping. We may think Jesus is cruel and inconsiderate. Have you ever felt that Jesus is sleeping and not bothered, bothered about your situation at all? How many of us are in such a situation like that of disciples? It looks like Jesus, Jesus deliberately allows the disciples to go through this dangerous situation with a purpose. He chose that time, he chose that boat, he chose where to go. It looks, you know, Everything was planned. If you look at the larger picture here that he is preparing them to face the challenges in order to condition the disciples for the future ministry. I think the disciples were under a training period. Jesus knew that his disciples will have to face criticism, oppositions, life-threatening physical torture during their ministry. If you feel that you are going through such a situation. My encouragement to you is this morning, please don't despair. Jesus is not sleeping. He's only allowing the situation to happen in your life, in my life, with a purpose. If we are followers of Christ, we, all, we will not only get into the boat, but also we will be allowed to face the storm. Point number two, when the storm becomes big, cry out to God. When the storm becomes big, cry out to God. 
The disciples are in desperate situation and humanly speaking there is no way to escape from the situation. The experiences of fishermen could not come handy at this time. They must have come across the kind of storm earlier too in their in in their you know when they were fishing probably some of them must have lost someone close to them during such storms. Amidst all this only one consolation the disciples had was that Jesus was in the boat. Yes, the consolation was Jesus was in the boat. The disciples were witnessing series of miracles during the day and they knew Jesus can do something to save them. Please look at verse 25 which says the disciples went and woke him saying Lord save us we are going to drown. Mark records gospel of mark records this don't you care if you drown? Yes the disciples knew that only person who can save them was Jesus so they started crying unto him Lord save us we are going to drown. My dear brothers and sisters many of us are in a similar situation going through the storm. We hate to be in the eye of the storm which is but natural. We want our life to be smooth all the time. We don't want a sleeping god traveling with us. But we want a god who is always good, merciful. Of course, he is good and merciful. We want to depict our god as a god who makes my lie down in green pastures, who leads me besides quiet waters. It's all sounding very nice. But we don't want to have a god who is sleeping we don't want to be in the rough weather but as we saw earlier storms of parts of part of believers life if you are a believer be prepared to get into the boat and be ready to face the storm but don't despair jesus is on the boat how many of us are going through storm right now it could be a health related issue a financial problem or a marital marital problem or a family member who is not saved a concern about him or her or a job loss these are storms in our life we have tried everything nothing seems to work the problem is prolonging in spite of all our prayers but only one consolation during our stormy phase of our life is Jesus is in the boat along with us we should cry out to god like the disciples did lord save us we are going to drown but at times we get agitated and start questioning god some of the possible questions the disciples would have asked that evening would have been lord you are a god you knew everything all knowing god why did you allow us to get into that boat we could have waited for the next day we could have chosen another mission field why did you do this you know they could have asked so many questions before they went to wake him up point number 3 i would like to say here is jesus way of dealing with a storm jesus way of dealing with a storm storm when the disciples came crying to jesus lord save us we are going to drown Jesus told them 
rather admonishes them, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Verse 26. Here the problem is not the storm, but the problem is the faith of the disciples. Jesus knew that the situation can be brought under control, but the lack of faith of the disciples would obstruct the miracle-working ways of the Lord Jesus Christ. He asked them, why are you afraid? When we lack faith, we are drawn into fear automatically. Faith and fear cannot go hand in hand. We see in the scripture that faith, even it is of the size of mustard seed, can do wonders in our lives. Jesus uses this term, you of little faith, many times while addressing the disciples. When Peter tried to walk on water in chapter 14 of Matthew, he doubted, you know, because of his doubt, he started to drown. Jesus held his hands and admonishes him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? In another time, when disciples could not heal the sick, they could not perform the same kind of miracles Jesus was performing, they asked Jesus why they could not do that, like you, you, Jesus does. He again tells them that their faith is little. Another time, Jesus admonishes them saying, You of little faith, do not worry saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? The Heavenly Father knows your needs. It's mentioned in chapter 6, verse 30 and 31. But at the same time, Jesus also tells, If you have the faith as little as that of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Is there any contradiction here? Jesus getting annoyed looking at the disciples and telling them, you of little faith. And at the same time, in a different place, you should have faith as little as mustard seed, you can move the mountains. What is the difference between this little faith and small faith? The little faith is insufficient faith. So faith mixed with doubt and fear. That is what happened to the disciples on the boat. They had faith, but their faith is not sufficient to save them. But a small faith like mustard seed, even though it is small, it is a complete faith. It is a total surrender. It is a total surrender telling our God, Lord, we are not worthy. We are having our weaknesses. In spite of our weaknesses, make us strong. Lord, we surrender ourselves. And putting all our faith upon our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, and surrender unto His will. This is small faith. Here it is about the quality of faith, not the quantity of faith. I would like to ask another question here. How strong is your faith? If you want to measure your faith on a scale of 10, where do you stand? You want to give 10 out of 10? Or, oh Lord, I am weak. I am not able to rise up to the occasion, so I would like to give 5. But God is saying, Come unto me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. So we have, do have problems. We do have weaknesses within us. Surrender unto Him completely. Do not despair. Our God is there to save us. The last 
point I would like to make here is storms can bring glory to God. Verse 26 continues, Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves, exercising his divine authority over the created world. The sea became immediately calm. Jesus demonstrated his power over his creation. Please turn to Job, book of Job 38, verse 8 to 11, which explains every drop of water in the universe is under control of Almighty God. Very particularly, verse 11 says, When I said, This far you may come, and no further, here is where your proud waves halt. Like Father had control over the nature, the Son of God demonstrates his control over the storm. Psalmist in Psalm 33:7 says, He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. Our God, who has control over the creation. So when he rebuked the winds and the waves, he became completely calm. The disciples were amazed. They found themselves floated on a peaceful sea and asked that life-altering question, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The message translation paraphrases this verse as, What is going on here? Wind and sea stand up and take notice at his command. Very interesting. They have come to a realization that Jesus is indeed the Son of God. Jesus was lovingly growing their faith and revealing the truth in a way they could understand. This display of Jesus' authority resonated with these seasoned fishermen. Their question hints at a greater conclusion beginning to form in their awestruck minds. Only God controls the wind and the waves. Jesus was more than a teacher, great teacher for these disciples. He was more than an instructor and also he is more than a mere man. He was revealing himself to you through the storms in your life or how he has revealed himself through that storm that you went through. You can think about the storm which I talked about when we started off. There was a storm but God was there to save you. Or some of us are going through the storm now, right now. Don't despair. He's not sleeping. Our Lord Jesus Christ is traveling with us. When Jesus Christ told the disciples, let us cross over to the other side, he knew what lies ahead. There was certainty in his statement that they will reach the other side of the shore to continue the ministry. The wind and waves cannot come in the way of the Lord. It cannot come in the way of the purpose of God because he knows the end from the beginning. He's all-knowing God, all-powerful God. Today, also in the church, we uh, the reminder for the week has taken from Psalm 89, 8-9, which read like this, Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord Almighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. The psalmist beautifully explains the power and authority of our God. Yes, Lord has complete authority over his creation. You and me are part of his creation. Instead of getting fearful and doubtful, shall we recollect 
the reassuring verse of king david which said even though i walk through the darkest valley in other words even though i walk through the valley of shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me in conclusion i would like to recollect the promise god the father gave to his people the israelites in the old testament i will never leave you nor forsake you and the reiteration of that promise is given to us through jesus christ and which was given to the disciples in Ma, uh, matthew chapter 28 as a great commission all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age the key verse in this particular verse is all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age so our god is with us he's walking with us he's talking with us and he's traveling with us he knows our heart's desires he knows our heart's anguish our god is going not going to leave us nor forsake us he's not sleeping he's traveling with us when we cry out to him he's there to come and rescue us and also he's going to lead us in the quiet waters Thank you.